Are you looking for a practice coach? If you are, go to ptpracticesuccess.com. At the very top of the page, there's a button. Just click on that to find out more. Welcome to the PT Practice Success Podcast. My name is Sean Kirk, CEO of PT Practice Success. In this podcast, we're going to be going over a variety of different things that can help you with your practice. I hope you enjoy what's coming. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hey, today I want to talk about hiring clinical staff, things that you can do that can better your chance of them saying yes to you, or at least put you in a better position to, um, you know, qualify people and find out whether they're a good fit or not. I delivered a workshop for, gosh, forever called Hiring and Team Building. I wanted to call it Firing and Team Building. Sometimes bringing a person on, the team could be easier than actually letting a guy go, right? How to say, it's just not working out, right? It's not me, it's you, right? And how do I actually get rid of somebody that I bring on that's a bad hire? So I want to do everything I can here to help you in this particular podcast on how to get people to accept your offer of employment and and what leads up to them picking you over someone else. If you are hiring clinicians, you have to be competitive. Whatever you're offering has to be pretty close to everybody else. And um, if it's something less, you're going to make it up with your good looks and charm. So we have to like work the whole team in this process of bringing on another clinician. If your practice is in need of a clinician, if you can like get them to say yes to you and not to someone else, that's going to help your practice grow. It's going to help everyone, not just you as the owner, but it definitely helps you. So what I want to do is just share with you some things that we would do in my own practice years ago and some things that I've done in recent years to help other clients um, get people to say yes to the offer. Okay, you have preliminary steps before the interview even takes place. So you get an application for, or someone's reaching for a job. You set up the appointment. The day before the appointment, you're letting all the staff know that Joe Blow from Kokomo College is coming in to interview for a PT position. Be ready. Now, be ready needs to mean something. So what does it mean? Well, if you have a personnel manager, for instance, you would want that personnel manager to, you know, greet that uh, would-be hire right as they come in, you have them fill out an application. And then what would happen next is you walk that particular staff member around the organization. You don't walk them back to your office and you have it all set up. The personal manager, office manager, somebody other than you, as you're walking that staff member or would be staff member around, that person's running around the office going, Hey, yeah, we've got that new guy out there. So make sure you go say hi. So one of the therapists walks over and says, Hey, it's good to meet you, uh, Joe. Uh, my name is Mark, you know? Oh, hey, nice to meet you, Mark. Great. Hey, look, I'm looking forward to working with you. So that I'm looking forward to working with you is part of what we'd call an assumptive close. You're saying something that gets the um, applicant to kind of see himself working with you. I look forward to working with you. Or you don't walk away with, it's nice to meet you. You go, it's nice to meet you. And I really look forward to working with you. Thank you. And you walk away, right? If they're sitting in the waiting room, kind of waiting for you to take them back to start the process of orientation, then interview, you might have somebody walk into the waiting room to get a patient and then say, oh, hi, whatever his name is, Joe. 
Uh, my name is Bill. I'm one of the therapists here. Shakes his hand. Hey, good to see you. Well, look forward to working with you. Take care. And you keep saying this. I look forward to working with you. I look forward to working with you. I look forward. So the person starts to go, wow, he kind of brightens up. He's being so welcomed and he's still in the waiting room. Okay, so you come back and you actually bring this applicant through your organization. You walk them through the clinic. You kind of show them around. You make ample opportunities to stop and just carry the conversation in front of other staff members enter, hey, come on over here and introducing staff members. So this guy, gal, whomever, is actually introduced to a whole bunch of people in what seems to be a very casual manner. That's part of getting ready, right? If you have a staff member that you hope isn't working on the day of the interview, you probably should fire that person, (laughs) just saying, right? Um, So you should be able to tag any staff member who's going to come up and represent in a way that um, makes the applicant more interested in possibly working with you. Okay, good. So that said, so now you're bringing the person back and you're doing an interview. Now there's different aspects of being able to actually do this process and do it well, right? We have kind of the opening of the interview. We have how to qualify the prospect as somebody who might be interested in working for you, how to present your offer. And then once you present the offer, how to close. So when we take up the first aspect of the opening, like we're looking to, we want to guide that particular person so that they feel that they can communicate freely with you. You know, everyone kind of gets that um, kind of uh, stiffness when they come into an interview. One of my clients in Chicago years ago told me he used to interview people at a, um, like a restaurant, like a luncheon place, like a, I don't know what you want to call it, a diner. That's the word, um, <laughs> at a diner. It would meet people at a diner and he would do the interview there. And when he seemed like it went really well, then he took him into the clinic, not, not until after the interview, right? Because he didn't have an office. He didn't have room in the clinic to actually do an interview. So he would interview over to, um, at the diner at the end of the interview, he felt like it was going great. The person's being very stiff or whatever, but they're answering the questions appropriately. And then they have like a, I don't know, like a three minute walk from the diner to the clinic. And he says the three minute walk was gold because in the three minute walk, that particular applicant kind of lifts their you know shoulders down. They relax a little bit. They, you know, they, they feel like they can confide in their new would be boss. And, you know, they start saying nasty things about their current job. And yeah, what I don't like about it is blah, blah, blah. And, the, and they show their dark side, right? You want to be able to take that mask off early. So you first thing you have to do is make them incredibly safe to communicate. So in the very beginning of the opening of the interview, you're not diving into, well, let me look at your resume, you know, kind of thing. You're not diving into those kind of conversations, you know, you're building up the affinity with the potential hire. So you're talking about whatever raises his willingness to communicate to you in a very friendly manner. You might talk about his hobbies, his interest outside of work, his hometown, you know, whatever it seems important that will get him talking. You want him to relax a little bit. Basically, you want to come to a very simple conclusion in the very beginning of the interview. And the conclusion is this, do you like this guy? If you don't like him, if you're trying really hard to make him comfortable and talk to you and you can't get him to relax and just, you know, chill out and actually communicate with you and, you know, into a point to where you like them, why would you offer him a job? I mean, are we that hard up? We want to hire people that we don't even like. 
So first thing you do is you really want to, you know, build his trust to communicate comfortably. So you need to be that person who's very caring, very interested, safe, and helpful. We're not diving into the, the meat and potatoes at this particular point. Okay. Again, step one, opening. In the opening, we want to be caring, interested, safe, and helpful. We want to get them to engage with us. And we want to basically have an understanding of, do I really like this guy or not? Okay. Very important. So you're going to get, you know, you're, so you're going to tend to get chopped a little bit more. If you can get that affinity real strong with you and your practice, the walking through the clinic and like, Hey, look forward to working with you. Nice to meet you. And everybody's like friendly and not like fake, but really just friendly, right? Being who you want your practice to be and showing that to the would be higher. That person will start feeling closer to you, right? You make them safe to talk. Well, gosh, he's going to like you better than anybody else who says, come on back you know, and starts the process, right? So we want to be able, again, to get them to talk about their hobbies, their interests outside of work. You know, where'd you grow up? You know, are you from the area? So what caused you to come in for an interview? You know, did you, hey, did you get a chance to say hello to all the staff? You know, um, if they say, oh no, well, come on, come on, let me just introduce you to some people, right? And you walk them around, you introduce them to a few people. Hey, do you know anybody that works here? You know, like you're getting the guy talk. So you're looking for what triggers the, the applicant to start talking. That's what you're doing in the opening phase of your interview process, okay? So now understand that the interview is actually a sales process. The interview is a sales process. So you have the opening. He's now talking to you freely. He's comfortable. Then you move into the qualifying step. So in the qualifying step, you want to find out enough information about your would-be hire, what his needs and his wants are, you know, what he likes and what he dislikes about certain working environments, right? You're really trying to ask questions about his past job, again, what he liked about it, what he didn't like about it. You know, um, if he could change anything about it, what would he change about it? You're, you're finding all this. And the reason we call it qualifying questions is you're finding enough information about what he or she likes dislikes, finds unacceptable to them, so that when you're beginning to present your offer, you now know all his go buttons. You know everything that makes him like super excited. Now, of course, he is prepared to talk to you about his application. He's prepared to talk to you about his work experience. He's prepared to talk to you about his continuing education and any additional letters he has behind his name. We want to meet him right? We want to find out everything we have and we can find out about him. So what kind of, you know, so you've seen his resume, you see other jobs. What was it like working at the blah, blah hospital or whatever? You get him to talk, you get him to talk. You know, as he says anything significant about what his likes and dislikes, needs and wants, you might want to jot those things down because you're building a pattern, right? You're, you're, because you're preparing your presentation. So let's say in the qualifying stage, the guy says, you know, I really love four tens. Yeah, I had four tens, like two jobs back. I loved it. I had every Monday off at work, Tuesday through Friday, four tens. Is that could that be an option for me? It's like, well, we can get into that in a bit. Don't get don't get kind of pulled in for the close too soon. Is that could that be an option for me? Let's say it actually is. You still wouldn't say it. Not at this point. Because now you have one thing that could be his go button for a four-day work week, right? But there could be more things that are go buttons for him right? So you want to keep asking, keep talking, keep gathering data, right? Kind of thing, right? Um, 
you know, what did you dislike about your other job? And so, oh my gosh, it was, it was a long drive. You know, it was a long drive. I was going kind of like against the traffic the whole time. And, and um, it just started wearing on me after a while. Yeah, I totally understand. And how far away are you from here? Gosh, I'm like three minutes away. Well, that's fantastic. Well, then you now know you can actually, when you're putting the offer together, you say, hey, we're only a couple of minutes away. That's kind of nice, right? You have that data. You know, you're keeping it in your noodle. You're not necessarily writing it down, although you can, right? And so, you, again, you find out what he likes, what he dislikes. You dig in. You're really qualifying because you're going to use this later, right? And so, um, if he goes, well, you know, I, I really want to be able to take in students from other universities because, you know, I was a student, of course, just like you. I really, you know, the, the person that worked with my clinical instructor, I mean, she was amazing. I learned so much. And I really want to be able to get back and do something like that with, um, you know, um, with would-be hires or new hires or new new therapists. Do you have any kind of a mentoring program or anything like that that's going to help me? That would be definitely something that would be important to me, right? You're like, okay, great. So good. We can talk about that too. And you just keep, and, and good, anything else, right? And you just get it out of them, right? Whatever it might be. It could be you find out in the qualifying step, you don't even want this guy. Because, well, you know, I really think uh, the guys were pushing me too much. They wanted me to see like 35 visits a week, right? And, you know, I thought that was like kind of ripping people off. And and then they want me to charge like four units. It's like ridiculous. And there have a whole other series of questions. I usually take the mask off in the qualifying steps. But, but, um, but keep it very simple. And for this podcast, I can get into those other ones on another podcast. But I really look in this qualifying phase is like this guy's telling me what he needs. And then you, if, if let's say they, you, the guy says, I really want a four-day work week. And you go, oh, that's great. Because we have a four-day work week. And the guy goes, oh, would that be an option? Now you're going right into the close. Too early. You got, you're not ready yet. So anyway, gather this information. So you keep asking these questions till you know enough specifics about his needs and wants, things he doesn't want, any limitations that he feels that he has that allows you to move into the presentation step. Okay, so now we've done the opening, we've done the qualifying, now we know what his go buttons are. Now we move into presenting. So presenting can be defined as a process of enlightening the would-be hire about your services, uh, what you do, how you do what you do, uh, with an intention that he's actually going to want to work for you before you actually tell him how much and all the details, right? So you're getting him to want to work for you. Now, when you begin, this is where people mess up. When you begin to present your offer to the applicant, it's incredibly important that you move at an even pace, that you're not talking too fast or too slow. Because if any of the time they're actually paying attention, it's now. So when you start talking about You've already got all the qualifying questions, right? When you start to put your presentation together, you say, okay, so Bob, let's talk about what we can offer you, okay? Would, um, would you be interested in working here, right? So all these things become, become very, very important. So we are building the qualifying step. So we're working in our presentation. You take each one of the things on his list of needs and wants, and you address each one of them. So let's first take up the four-day work week. Okay. We do permit that. Right now I have a therapist who has Fridays off. Um, you would, you know, I, I could have a Tuesday through Friday available. That might be something that if we can work something out, we might be able to fit you in there. Certainly is a popular slot. Um, 
Um, okay. And another thing you talked about was, you know, being close to the clinic. We definitely have that problem solved. Can we check off that box here, Bob? Oh yes, we can. Yeah. Go and check that box off. Great. That's fantastic. And again, working slow and evenly through these, and you're pushing the benefits, the benefits, the benefits, the benefits all throughout, right? But you're moving in a slow and even manner because he is absolutely paying attention to you now. So when so when you feel like you're saying all the right things, you're not talking dollars and cents and you know PTO and you know Con Ed and Benny's and you know your teeth plan and all that kind of stuff. You're not into that talk yet, right? You're into his needs and wants talk. Okay, so you're 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 handling his qualifying issues, right? So when you get to this particular point and you like the guy and you feel he likes you. And you've taken up every one of his concerns as far as the qualifying steps and his needs and wants. You need to ask this question. Would you like to work here? Now, his answer should be an emphatic yes. But if he says, well, it depends. Um, It depends if the pay is right. You need to simply say, I understand that it's my responsibility to present an offer that's acceptable to you. But my question is very simple here, Bob. Would you like to work here? He should say yes. If not, it's likely you're done. You just need to send him packing. Because now we look what we've done. Again, in the opening, we got him to talk. We, we talked about whatever we want to talk about. We build a lot of affinity for one another. We move into the qualifying stage. We ask him what, is, what he likes and dislikes about his past jobs. If he could change anything about his past job, what would he change? You know, anything, right? Um, anything like people that he worked with, anything. We're, we're, we're really digging. We're taking up everything that is a concern to him. And we're crafting that in our presentation step at this point. And we've addressed every one of those concerns. Well, hopefully we can address everyone in a positive way, but we address every one of his concerns to where he's, he's like, well, these are really the big things. Now we're down to dollars and cents, right? So, but you got to find out, does he want to work here? Because sales has two aspects to it, right? Sales has two aspects to it. So what I mean by two aspects, I mean, the person has to want the thing and then he has to figure out how to pay for that thing. It's like you want a new car. Can you pay for the car? So there there has to be a desire for something before the money side comes in. Guy wants to work with for you before you tell him how much. Like he goes, I don't want to work for you, but if you pay me enough money, I will. I mean, nah, the guy has to see himself in your clinic treating patients. And you have to feel as though he sees himself in your clinic treating patients. Before you ask him, would you like to work here? So assuming you've gotten to that point and you ask and he says, well, it depends on how much it costs, you know, how much you pay rather. You say, I totally understand. You know, Bob, I want to make sure you understand. There's really two parts to getting you on board. One is you want to work here. And the second thing is for me to craft an offer that gets you to say yes. So I need the primary target. Do you want to work here? He goes, yeah, I really do want to work here. Good. Now it could be what he's in the middle of is he has a few more interviews to do, right? Um, so be suspicious of any applicant who's been working for three to five years in one location and tells you that he's just responding to your ad because he could be just shopping you. So when hiring new grads, you have to be licensed. Let them know that you want, you know, you'd like to have them on your team because there are shopping. These new grads are out shopping all the time, right? Oh, this looks really good. I like that job here. So they're 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 constantly shopping, right? So when hiring new grads that are not yet licensed, let them know that you want them on the team. Come look, Bob, I really want you on our team. And I'm prepared to give you an offer, right? 
So what I'd recommend that you would say, look, I want to offer you a job. Okay, Bob, once you've finished all your other interviews, let me be the last one so I can offer you my very best opportunity. Don't get fooled in laying all your cards on the table. Hold something back that gets them to double back to see you. Don't give them everything you got. You know, really do have to hold something back. So if you know you're being shopped, don't fall for it. If you know you're being shopped, make the, put the hook in the, in the cheek, pull it tight, and just let them run. All right, kind of thing. And just don't give them everything you got. Make them want to work for you. Look, I really want to offer you a job, but more this nothing I hate more as a business owner is to be shopped. And it's that's okay. I mean, I've been that person too. But if you're really ready to make a decision and you really see yourself, you know, making all making the commitment to come on board, if you could see it, if I could put the offer together, would you accept it? Because I want you to know that if you if you go, well, you know, let me get back to you. I've got three or four more interviews to do. I might pull back on the offer or pull back on the amount of this offer. I want to put my best deal in front of you. So, man, you're painting this picture. This guy's going, I'm going to have to say I'm ready for that offer and be ready to decide because he might pull back. He might offer something a little bit less. So the guy says, um, um, you know what? I, I, I am ready. I really would like to work here. Okay. All right. So I'm going to be laying my cards on the table, but it won't go well if we're going to be bouncing around. So I know I need to put an offer together that's going to make you say yes. And so I'm going to do my very best to do that now. Is that okay with you? So you're, you're inoculating this guy as much as you can. They point, and sometimes you'll have people, and I have had people go, really, I have another interview tomorrow. And then, and then I get honest with you. I have another interview tomorrow. I mean, I, I, don't, I definitely feel I should do all my interviews before I make a decision. Exactly. That's what I really wanted you to do. I want you to make some other um interviews before you decide. I, I certainly would love to have you sign on the dotted line. Let's get you started. Totally want to do that. But I definitely want to make sure that you feel that this would be the ideal place for you to work. Right now, without money being mentioned, do you feel like it could be? And you, you know, you you re-examine his interest in being on your team. He goes, yeah, I do. Great. Do you want to wait? Do you want to put something together? Uh, let's put something together. Great. So then we move into closing. So right now, all we've gotten up to, and we haven't even talked money yet. We're just getting up to the guy goes, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I want to work here. Um, I'm, I'm, I could make a decision if the offer is right. That's the product that we want at this presentation step, right? I, I'm interested. I like what you have to offer. I would like to work here. I see myself working here. I love your team, right? Uh, what's the offer? Okay, so now you move into closing. So closing would be kind of getting the firm commitment from the you know the applicant to come on board. You know, like you're getting the handshake sign here, done, right? So basically, it's the commitment that he definitely wants to work for you, and he's definitely coming on board. Okay, so you're going to be as smooth as possible in this closing process, right? If you got all the other steps done correctly, it should be fairly smoothly handled. It's great. So it's just a skill in which you do that. Salary is the last thing to discuss when closing the applicant, but they'll want to take it up first. 
So you push the features and benefits of working for your company, some of which may have been already presented during the presentation steps that we go through, right? So you need to separate yourself out from them as best you can, but then you go over your benefits of maybe a flexible schedule or your con ed or your team approach to problem solving. Let's say, you know, he talks about mentoring and you really don't have a mentoring program, but you definitely do work collaboratively as a team to you know, help me out with this guy or can you, Hey, can you kind of put your, we put our heads together and what's going on with Joe and his back problem or what have you. Right. So we really, again, want to see the applicant seeing himself working in your company. When you feel he can, you can, he can really see himself as time to talk salary. Okay. So you, you might even want to consider like combat pay for a PT. Like if he's willing to work five days a week late, you might want to give him a little bit more money than if he's like out at five every day or whatever. Right. So, and then, then you start working out the dollars and cents and, and that's really where the money comes. So the money is the last part of the deal, but also if you're the owner and you're doing this interview, man, you, you, if the guy's done a good job, meaning being himself, being himself. He's done a good job being himself. He's done a good job in engaging with you. You've done a good job with engaging with him. You found out what his needs and wants are. You presented the very beginning part of your offer, satisfying each one of the applicant's needs and wants. Before you even ask him, Would you, do you see yourself working here? And he says, yes. And then you try to inoculate him against shopping. And he says, I'm not shopping. I want to work here. Great. Then you put the offer together. Now we're just talking numbers. Now we're just talking money. We're just talking money. But if the interview went really well and say, I'm interviewing you. And it went super well. And I'm wicked impressed with you. I really am. I might step up a little bit more in the dollar department, right? If I'm wicked impressed with you. Maybe my cap is X. I might go X plus a couple grand, right? Because this guy blew me away in this interview process. So I hope you find that some of this is helpful. We'll be digging in other things. I have another interview subject I want to bring up is like how to take the mask off, right? So even though you're doing this particular um, delivery style in terms of um, interview, you, you, there's also some things that I like to get into, like how to take a mask off when you're interviewing somebody, you know, asking questions that are like, kind of like, there's no right or wrong answer, but you're looking for a particular thing. So I'm going to go over that in another podcast coming up, right? It'll probably be called like how to take the mask off or something like that during the interview. Eh, That's a decent name. And um, thank you so much for being on this uh, podcast. I hope you find it helpful. Uh, Put it to use again. Reach out to me, you know, I'd be happy to talk to you. Um, You know, I get my clients by helping people. That's kind of my attitude. I figured if I'm helping you for free, maybe someday you'll want to pay me for it. (laughs) How about that? Have a great day, guys. Bye now. Thanks so much for hanging in there and catching this particular podcast. I hope you got some things out of this that you can apply to your practice. Here's what I'd like you to do next. I'd like you to go to ptpracticesuccess.com. If what I've been saying to you in these podcasts have been resonating with you and you would like to know me better, if you would like to just have my ear, throw out some things that are concerning you, and perhaps get some advice that could help you make an appointment. I will tell you it's the number one way in which I do get new clients, but I won't waste your time. I will help you, regardless of whether we ever work together or not. So go to ptpracticesuccess.com and let's set up a time to chat.
If you like what you heard today, consider our coaching program. Go to ptpracticesuccess.com and click on the link at the top of the page.